and welcome back to The Square. Today it's Re and Diamond Jim. Diamond Jim back. He's back at it, folks. We miss them. Love them. And today we have special guest, Bridge Rausch from the Clean Air Coalition. Bridge, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. First off, I want to say uh, thank you and to the Clean Air Coalition for making Tonawanda finally inhabitable <laughs> it it took it took and you think i'm listener if you think i'm joking when i say that i do not um the tonawanda coke uh fiasco debacle all whatever you want to describe for an absolute massacre of of air quality and of just living um boy that was terrible bridge mm-hmm. it was before my time um i've only been on staff for about like a year and a half two years uh, but you know, like I, I remember like I was in grad school when clean air was first, you know, getting off the ground and I was like reading, um, like, oh my God, people like, this is horrific. And you know, it, it took until like 2018 to get that place shut down and it's going to take another 20 years probably to, to clean up this, the place. But you know, just, just the horror stories I've heard from folks like, you know, like about the, the, the time when it was running, you know, like, uh, the, so the benzene in the air, a known carcinogen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at one point it was 75 parts per million, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and thanks to, you know, the efforts of the community, clean air coalition, and basically just getting those fuckers to clean their shit up, uh, down to seven parts per million. Again, I'm no scientist. I don't know, but 75 to seven, that seems pretty significant to me. No, for sure. For sure. You know, and it's, uh, you know, indicative of like, you know, just the overall wins like that we've had, like, uh, you know, Tonawana Coke obviously was like, like the big headline polluter, but you know, we've been working like, you know, with a lot of uh, businesses through that corridor to like, you just, just bring things up to like modern standards, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I'm still not a fan of like seven parts per million, uh, you know, <laughs> but, but you know, it's, it is a heck of a change, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, like it's livable, you know, it's, it's like when they say like, there might be, uh, you know, rat droppings or something and just like being in the factory and it's like, well, I, I, I don't know what parts per million I can accept. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> I, right. I, I, I guess, I guess seven is okay. I'd really prefer zero, but, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm just interested in the idea of getting Tonawanda up to modern standards. <laughs> it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a yeah, lot. Yeah, it could take yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's another one of those generational projects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but certainly Tonawanda Coke, I mean, that, a big success, even if it's an ongoing project. But what, are, what other irons do we have in the fire here? Uh, we've got a lot. So um, just to backtrack, uh, Clean Air's mission is to build yes. power by developing grassroots leaders to organize their communities to run and win environmental justice and public health campaigns in Western York. Um, as we mentioned, like we got started pretty famously with like, you know, coffee table conversations about like what was making everybody sick, you know, and like identifying Tonawanda Coke. And these were just people like you mm-hmm, said, coffee table. Mm-hmm. This wasn't like, you know, I, I know in the uh, in the the, you know, in that sector, right, when you're like the nonprofit sector and you mm-hmm. think certain things, you know whatever big funded by big money or whatever the case may be, whatever aspersions you cast on nonprofits, this was actually like a legitimate people power movement. Exactly. Yeah. It was like literally just like uh, housewives who, you know, were coming together and just being like, gee, we know a lot of people with cancer or a lot of people with like heart conditions and respiratory conditions. Like what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. And, you know, just getting together and saying like, well, what, what is making everybody so sick? And, you know, like, and they're doing a lot of like civilian science, you know, like, uh, like, like they, they were like one of the first groups to, well, we were one of the first groups uh, to get together and do the bucket brigade, you know, technique of like air sampling, you know, of, you know, and that's, that's now used like pretty systemically throughout environmental justice uh, organizations nationwide. Uh, but that whole idea of like you have a bucket, suck the air in, you know, and uh, you know, cap that off and send that for testing. Find out like what it is that's making everybody sick. 
um, we were one of the first to to practice that. And uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, like we keep very close to those roots that we want to be like grassroots led. Uh, all of our member, all of our campaigns are decided by our members. Um, you know, and like I, in an ideal world, as an organizer, um, I'm not doing all that much, honestly. <laughs> you know, it's it's mostly just like you know coordinating to get like you know it's like okay, okay, you want a meeting set up with like so and so, we're gonna like like I can handle that part, but it's up to y'all to like you know, you know talk to that 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 elected official. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's um, <clears throat> almost kind of like uh, following in the 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 steps of, you know, the Love Canal activists, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, another, you know, famously, uh, yeah, you know, where, yeah. you know, where it was civilian driven. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Like I, I, like I said, it was before my time, but I suspect that like a lot of the inspiration for how we got started, you know, came directly from like the work of Lewis Gibbs and like the, the, the folks who like lived, you know, like in Love Canal, like, mm-hmm. you know, which Love Canal is still an issue. I don't yeah. know if you saw like, like the New York Times, like, you know, a story a couple weeks ago about yeah. like, the people live like immediately adjacent to Love Canal, like finding out, oh, shoot. Like, yeah, you know, like this is, this is why that, you know, it was like somewhat affordable. Um, you know, it's, it's still an issue. Yeah. You know, you know, which, you know, leads back to like, like we need to just keep organizing, keep moving mm-hmm. and like really like, you know, like keep evolving like our, our fights, you know, to, it, we can't just stop, you know, and there, there is no, there is no like stop point with any of these campaigns. Right. So, yeah. Right. I mean, that's, you know, at least we're not putting elementary schools there anymore. Right, but like, right. you know, like, not far from it. We're like, like a block over. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. Like, we're like, we're like, we're like, like, like oh, we've got perfect, like first time homeowners, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. with your young kids, please be here like a block away from where like nobody can live. Yeah. Yeah. Ba- basically North American Chernobyl. Yeah. Actually that, that's a really good uh, like segue to talk about like the American Axel campaign. Yeah. Um, this is a like, so our membership areas uh, like because we got started in Tonawanda, it's the city of Buffalo, Tonawanda, other Tonawanda. Mm-hmm. So like the city of Tonawanda, city of North Tonawanda, village of Kenmore and Grand Island. Um, and, uh, Around 2015, uh, residents who live in the Delvin Grider neighborhood came to us and they said, uh, this old GM parts facility is making a lot of people very sick. Uh, it got really complicated really quickly because uh, you know, back when the, 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 the automotive industry went bust in like the, the late 20, the late 2000s, um, the, the feds you know, cleared a lot of the like, liability that would have fallen to GM. Like, you know, they were just like, okay, you're bankrupt. You don't have any money to clean this up. So it falls like it fell down to the taxpayer. They sh- they should have made them take out student loans. It would yeah yeah yeah. There's there's a lot of things they should have done, you know. Um, but the point being is that um, you know with Tonawanda Coke uh, and like you know uh, American Axel and like a lot of these campaigns, there's this whole idea of like the fence line, you know, that you know in in, in the parcel like layout uh, that it's like you know, like the liability ends at the fence line, you know, and then you have these homeowners who are like. I, we've been, you know, stuck with this this company like next to us for decades. You know, it's been like putting, you know, God knows what into like our water, into our air, like into our soil. And you know, what do we do? Like, how do we get this cleaned up? You know, without us having to like pay like literally like millions of dollars. You know, um, yeah, and that and that's like it's it's a you know, it's a fundamental like issue with like the the Superfund and Brownfield like programs mm-hmm. that like like we we need to like look more expansively. You know, like you know for, yeah about how these contaminants have like you know, wreck people's lives, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, that, that reminds me, like, the famous, um, you know, example for, like, uh, economics about, like, you know, like, whose liability is, like, you know, back when they had, like, coal engines for trains, is when the coal mm-hmm. engine would be, like, rolling down the, the track, and sparks would shoot out, and mm-hmm. they would end up in somebody's wheat field, and the entire field would burn down, they'd be like, well, it didn't happen on the track, so it's not right. my fault. Right, right, right. right. 
Yeah, it's funny you bring up like the rails because it seems like, you know, like yeah. we're, we're like uh, with so many of these programs, it's like we had like a lot of wins. They've slowly been chipped away at, you know, and now like, you know, like we have like one guy who's like on this like two mile long like train of like, you know, like, you know, full of like Bakken oil and like, you know, whatever petrochemicals like you are being used, you know, to make like new plastics, um, you know, and then, yeah, like we we like. It, it, as much as we've had like like a like a lot of wins during the 20th century with rail, now we're we're back to like kind of square one with like fighting for like very basic safety reforms. Right. Yeah, and it's you know it's one of those things too where it affects the whole community, mm-hmm. right? It's so not to say that other social issues or environmental issues don't, but really like, look, you don't want to open or if you already have a business in a community that has terrible air quality, mm-hmm. like you're you're not going to have growth if you're somebody that lives there. Like this transcends, you know, whatever political socioeconomic things like it it impacts the whole community um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which makes it just kind of a fascinating issue because i'm sure you might even have um stakeholders as they like to say <laughs> uh you might have stakeholders who might not even be part of traditional social justice movements mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like a small business owners like eh, i don't know about all your hippy dippy politics but i just want clean air yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah like um yeah, I, I think that's one of the things like sets clean air a little apart. You know, even though we have like some pretty progressive like politics, like we're very rooted in like the fight against like white supremacy and like extractive capitalism. Uh, at the same time, we're like we are you know just you know folks like mm-hmm. who live in these communities. Um, we work very closely with like area labor unions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very famously like with the Huntley phase down, uh, we worked very closely with the the, the local ALF. Uh, you know, like uh, you know to 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 like make sure that those workers found additional employment like elsewhere like mm. you know with like peer like related jobs like you know and um you know we, we've maintained those like strong connections you know and we've been able to do a lot of things with the labor unions around here like kind of behind the scenes you know that like if you're fixing the safety standards like at this one facility you're fixing like the environmental like you know mm. pollutants as well you know so like doing a lot of like work behind the scenes along those lines and yeah, like very much so, like, you know, that we want to get like as many people at the table as we can, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, we, we don't want uh, it to be just like, you know, like uh, those of us who like the staff members like at a table, we want like, like as like a big of a circle as we can make. So, yeah. And having that as a resource there, I mean, it because it, you said, you know, I don't do much. I just organize and I help get people to where they want to get. I mean, that is a huge ask. Yeah. That yeah. is that <laughs> is a that is a big ask. Um, what is the reception? I'm sure a lot of the political figures maybe at times they're receptive maybe at other mm-hmm. times they're they're not so much um over the years though since you've been there at least mm-hmm. what what's been the the reception from you know city state you know whatever um local political figures to to the clean air coalition and some of the mm-hmm. the projects that you've undertaken um they're a little afraid of us sometimes <laughs> you know it's like the impression i get um but you know it's like yeah you know, like uh you know and that's that's to show like you know just like the power of like that we've built over time um but it's it's also you know like they, they understand like we we just like we have a specific issue we want addressed you know so um you know like i, I would especially credit like april baskins we do a lot of work with her office um you know and you know like you know, like most like most area politicians you know unless they're like you know climate change isn't real like you know that that sort of thing um they're willing to like sit down talk to us you know and like we we're, we build those relationships you know like uh, I'm new, like a lot of our council members like in Buffalo are new, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and like the, the, the whole like regions, like area political, like picture is, is changing, you mm-hmm. know, like it's, you know, like folks are cycling out and cycling in. So it's, it's a constant process, you know, um, I like to think like, you know, personally, like 
the whoever is in office, that doesn't make a huge difference to me. Um, you know, it's like I have a specific job. You know, if it's it'd be great if we have like a champion, you know, who's like willing to like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, like whatever you want, like uh, or even like, you know, even better, like they 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 make the change before we even have to make the ask, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, ultimately, like that's that's strategy, right? Like that's not the campaign. The mm-hmm. campaign is um, we want you know equitable development in the Tonawandas. We want you know a just cleanup of uh, American Axle and like the surrounding neighborhood. Um, you know, and you know it's it's just it's strategy of how to make that happen. Absolutely, and and one of your recent projects. Uh, well, I, it's been ongoing, I guess, but the West Side mm-hmm. and specifically targeting um, the high rates of asthma mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are predominant in the West Side of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that one's fascinating because it's not like it's not like a Tonawanda Coke, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. not like there's one, you know, big polluter we can point to. It really is based on the amount of vehicles that are going through. Mm-hmm. Um let me ask you because I found that fascinating. Where it's more like, okay, we kind of want to think more, transform holistically what our mm-hmm. neighborhood looks like. Um, I mean, is that tenable? I, I and I, I ask this with just I, in all good faith. Like, is that yeah. is is that kind of project where you're like, hey, we need less vehicles on the road, especially like you know the west side's right by um, the Canadian border, so mm-hmm. you're going to get mm-hmm. a ton of emissions from vehicles traveling. Yeah, like yeah. How, how do you approach that? Like overall, like societal look yeah you're, you're speaking my language because like at the core um you know it's it's all about like relationship building and like neighborhood power like power bases being built up um we we did like a lot of work around the peace bridge you know uh, plaza like you know like there was a there was a minute there uh in like the like the early 2010s where they were like we're gonna demo everything to niagara street you mm-hmm. know and like just make it like one big parking lot um and we worked with the, the lower west side region like residents and west side residents i live on the west side um mm-hmm. you know so it's like uh, you know, I, I would say like after like the decisions were made with the Peace Bridge Plaza and like, you know, like, you know, construction is finished and all that, um, that fa- that particular campaign is like, you know, it's not super active these days. Uh, but, you know, I would love to see like that restarted. Uh, I'm also a member of uh, Buffalo Transit Riders United. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, like we need to rethink our transportation in, in Western New York. Like we we like we shouldn't have. Yeah, we, we should have 10 minute bus routes like, you know, like our 10 minute bus frequencies, like in the city of Buffalo, in the city of Niagara Falls. You know, like right now you try and you know, get from Buffalo to Niagara Falls. It's like an hour by bus. At, at least. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because the only the only routes really in the city that run right close to like 10 minutes and there's more mm-hmm. like 15 mm-hmm. are basically the 20 and the 25, the yeah. Elmwood and the yeah. Delaware. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. Uh, everything else, you know, even, you know. Even stuff going out to the east side runs mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. infrequently. Oh, east west is terrible. Yeah, yeah east yeah. east west is yeah. terrible. And then even like you know, like you know, like the the three like mm-hmm. on the west side mm-hmm. doesn't run as frequently as it yeah. should. Yeah, we're getting into like transportation, like you know, like you know, traffic conversations. Right, you know, right. Which is, you know, it's always like a big thrill. I know for for folks listening. Um, but <laughs> but, I mean, uh, but it, it, yeah, it re- yeah, yeah, relates yeah. back to yeah. like the yeah. clean air because yeah. like re- yeah. obviously like if we're using mass transit, that's mm-hmm. one vehicle. Sure, it pollutes more than a car, mm-hmm. but instead of like four. 40 fucking cars right. it's just one bus yeah and like i you know one of the points that i you know you know kind of chafe at is like we need to electrify the bus fleet which i, I agree you know uh but at the same time like one diesel bus you know is so much less polluting than like you know 20 single passenger vehicles you mm-hmm. know um so you know it's like my my per- personal take is like we need to get as many buses like running as as much as possible and get people to like make that mode shift um, but you know, it's like, that's, that's my opinion. Um, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like if, if there are any West side residents listening and you want to like work on this, this campaign work, um, you know, like I would definitely say like, like, let, let's chat. And, uh, also like, 
uh, Buffalo Transit Riders United is a great group to get involved in as well. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and well said, Bridge. And I, like I said, I know it's a big holistic kind mm-hmm. of change. Yeah. Like you're not just saying like, okay, Tonawana Coke or, you know, whatever, like you're not pointing to a specific bad guy, quote unquote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is, it is really like the way our society kind of yes. is and the way yeah. our neighborhood, especially that West side, I, I'm in the West side myself, the way our neighborhood is kind of set up um, to, to be that way. And mm-hmm. so it, it is really like a, a broader, more transformative kind of ask. Yeah. Yeah. And we had, we had like a real opportunity federally with the infrastructure bill to like make like that mode shift easier uh, unfortunately, like the feds, like they kind of double down on single passenger vehicles. Like it's just, we're going to have everybody like driving mm. a Tesla now, um, which it's, it's very frustrating. Um, but you know, it's like, there are opportunities, uh, you know, at the state level, you know, that we can be making those changes like more like, you know, like locally, you know, like we, we got to get like more like, uh, like the, the operating budget of the local transit system needs to be faster. Um, I would just add like one other thing on this, um, with that shift, you know, like to electric single passenger vehicles, uh, that's not going to end air pollution. You mm-hmm. know, like tires increasingly, like we're recognizing, like uh, shed a lot of pollutants, uh, you know, as, you know, like, and that, that leads to like a lot of particulate matter, which, you know, so even if you make that mode shift, you know, no longer you have the tailpipe, you still have like local emissions from heavy traffic, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. Uh, so just to kind of give our listeners like some of the sense, like obviously, look, America and its embrace of, you know, automobiles, uh, amongst other things, there's many pollutants out there mm-hmm. um, in our country. It's a, it's a major problem. But is Western New York, is Buffalo and Western New York, I mean, are we like a step above? Because I, I have the feeling that there are so many manufacturing plants here mm-hmm. over the years. There's so many things like Buffalo being the rust belt and manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we got it a little worse than other places, huh? A little worse. Uh, I would say, um, you know, the, the le- recent wildfire smoke, like, that was the worst air pollution we've had in, like, 50 years. Uh, you know, like, we've we've had, like, a lot of wins, mm-hmm. you know, with the, the Clean Air Act federally and then just, like, locally, like, you know, partially because of our work. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, also just, you know, like... Talk your shit, Bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, we've, we've, we've had, like, we had, like, a lot of wins. Like, the air quality in West New York, people were moving, and probably still are, like, moving to Western New York uh, because of those health concerns. Mm-hmm. That they were, like, this is an area where... Um, you know, like, it seems like the air quality is like pretty strong moving from like California with like their wildfires. They're like, we're done with that. We're going to come to Western York for the so-called like climate haven, like mm-hmm. environment. Yeah. There are, there's no such thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like there was a minute there where, you know, it was like you, you, like none of us were thinking about like air quality cause it wasn't, you know, like a, a major concern anymore. Like it was, it was still something like you wanted to stay on top of, you wanted to keep fighting a, a, about, um, the bigger issue that we've been working on uh, up until the wildfires um, was like the contaminants that these mm-hmm. companies all left behind. You know, so I my I when I started at Clean Air, uh, the stacks were already down at Tonawanda Coke. You know, but we have this massive brownfield, like mm-hmm. you know, Superfund, you know, site. Um, you know, and that's going to take like you know, twenty years, like I said, like to, to to get that like cleaned up and like you know like you know up to like you know, safe conditions. Um, there's, but that's like. Like, there's contaminants like that everywhere. Like, speaking of the west side, there's a, uh, like, an old fallow, like, lot at the corner of Grant and, and uh, Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's owned by a billionaire who, you know, bought all these, like, gas stations, you know, like, 30 years ago. And, like, the, the gas stations are gone. The contaminants, as far as I, I understand, are still there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I haven't looked into that site too much, but it's, like, you know, like, it's, so it's just, just, like, an example of just, like, these, these little sites are scattered, like, all throughout western New York. Uh, these big industrial sites are the worst, you know, like, and, and like, you know, like, but there's like, we have to like 
be thinking holistically, um, especially with climate change, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like when you have heavy rainfall and you get that flooding, like those contaminants, those aren't going to stay like in the like the groundwater, like at that site, you know, mm-hmm. or the soil at that site. You know, we need to be thinking holistically about like, you know, all these old like, you know, contaminated sites so. yeah i mean what's yeah you're right like the the large big sites get probably more attention mm-hmm. but the small sites and then the issue like you know with climate change and what but also you know with like the ongoing housing crisis not just mm-hmm. in, in this mm-hmm. country but like globally mm-hmm. um you know there's going to be more demand for increased housing mm-hmm. and so like there's going to be people who are going to be like, well, well, we just won't do an environmental study. We'll just put like a, right. a, a we'll just put a four story <laughs> yep. building and, and put yeah. like put thirty five apartments, you know, in like the most polluted you know area, and then like you know I'll be dead, but I'll have a lot of money by the time they find out. Yeah, yeah. Or you like you know you've uh, at least got like a uh, you know housing, you know, like right. you know it's like oh shoot, like I know it's a it's in a gross spot, but. Mm. I need a roof, you know? Right. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And the, yeah. the people like, it's, it's going to be like, you know, like the you know, people who had to deal with ton of yes. Coke for it's, a long time. It's the same environmental Luck, it's, injustice. It's the like, same type of yeah. thing. We're like, yeah. like, it, you know, that person's going to, the, the person who owns a site is going to fuck off to Clarence yeah. and, yeah. and take a whole bunch of money. And you're like, well, you, you and your family will be sick for generations. Yeah. So clean air, we do, we, we I, I credit clean air as being like the first to use the term just transition in Western New York, at least like, you know, I don't know, like it came from like the labor sector, like that, that particular phrase and that particular model. Um, but uh, I think clean air was the first to like, you know, really focus on it here, here in Western New York, which is this idea of like, you stop the bad, you know, you, you get like the Tonawanda Cokes to close down, uh, and you build the new, you mm-hmm. know, which, um, you know, like that, that, that I think is like where progressive kind of like, you know, have like a little more trouble. Like we're, we're good at stopping things. We're not necessarily good at like building things, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, but it's, it's a key example. It's like, we need to break these cycles of environmental injustice that goes back to developments, you know, that like we need, like, okay, we've stopped like the bad. Um, how do we like build like a new developments that, mm-hmm. you know, like are equitable do like give, uh, you know, like try and reverse like the, the decades of, uh, you know, generational, uh, you know, wealth extraction from black and brown communities, um, you know, and how do we like fix like these systems while we're like addressing immediate crises, mm-hmm. you know, so. Right. And even if you're a, a you know, cold, uh, heartless capitalist and you're like, I just want to <laughs> make money, baby, let's go. I think even that behooves you as well, because look, you're not making mm-hmm. money. If people are mm-hmm. dying. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes but by and large like some some do some, some do, do some yeah, do yeah, yeah. but if you yeah. but if you want it to be sustainable and, and really like yeah. if you want to make money continue to make money you don't want people dropping like flies mm-hmm. if you spend that money yeah, yeah. so again like this crosses a lot of i in for, you know look like if you're s- small business owner dipshit you're not gm you're mm-hmm. not like some mega corporation you're not going to make that level of money. You are making money in your community. And, mm-hmm. and you know, even if you're like a bigger scale one, it's still, you're nowhere near like, you know, these super mega conglomerates. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like I, it, it fascinates me, the intersection of the community. And one of the things I really like is look, I, I'm, I'll admit I'm guilty of it. When I think about climate change, mm-hmm. like, oh God, it's this huge, mm-hmm. overwhelming, mm-hmm. existential threat to our way of lives. Right. So massive that it's not even worth thinking about because it's like, what the hell can I do about it? What I really like about uh, your work at Clean Air Coalition is like, no, this is a thing that is, this is climate change. Yeah. Like, Tom Lana Coke is climate change. Yeah. You know, I work on the West Side is climate change. So it, you can't just throw up your hands and, and mm-hmm. say, oh, I can't do anything about climate change. No, you could do something about this. Yes. Yeah. 
um, you know, it's like one of like it's it's impossible for us individually to address climate change. Like um, I don't use to many single like use plastics or, you know, like I, I take the transit and all that. That's nothing, you know, in, in the 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 like the, the work that needs to be done. Um, we need to be working like in groups, like we need to be working like for like systemic like changes. And yeah, it's so it's crucial, like, you know, like, you know, you know, like the same tools that we're using to like, you know, like uh, organize around, you know, like, you know, putting a stop to like polluters, like we need to like also be working to like build like those new systems and like pushing for system change. Uh, we're a member of the Energy Democracy Alliance and New York Renews. Uh, both of which, like you know, had some pretty good wins, like this past, like past few years. Most notably, like the the passage of Build Public Renewables, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, you know, like this year, which you know, like that's that's going to be huge, like when that that starts to be enacted, you know. And it's it's like, yeah, you know, like that, like an individual saying to like their like uh, their legislator, like we need to like transition off of like fossil fuels. That their legislators can be like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like if you come to them with like this group, you know, like this statewide movement, you know, then we can actually start to like have a shift, you know. And um, you know, it's it's unfortunate like New York is like kind of an outlier on like some of these mm-hmm. things, you know. That you know, we we need we need to be making those shifts like nationwide, you know, and and globally. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so, Bridge, you got, I you got to tell us like. All right, the wildfires hit. Mm-hmm. It, it's like mm-hmm. it's you go outside. It smells like a campfire. Yeah, yeah. How, how many people did you have blowing up your spot? Like, what is going on? Yeah, we're we're good for a quote generally. So you know, um, you know, like we, we had like a lot of folks like you know like from from the press and like you know and such like asking us. Um, you know, the best advice, you know, that we have is the same advice you can find like most anywhere. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's the advice we all heard during the height of COVID, right? Um, which I'm not sure, like COVID is still like at the height, you know, it's yeah. still a thing. Um, but we're, we're the height we're, that we acknowledge. We, that that yeah, was just exactly. like, yeah, right, whatever. Right, right, yeah. 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 But like, you know, mask up if you're outside, keep an eye on like the, uh, air quality index, you know, if, you know, it, if it gets into that red zone, especially, you know, but even in, in that orange zone, um, like I have asthma, you know, so I need to be careful, like when it's even in that like lesser orange zone, which um, even before the wildfire smoke, like we had like I, I've been like tracking like the, the air quality index like every weekday. And we've had like a few days, you know, mm-hmm. especially like in winter when it's like that real dry, cold mm-hmm. air, you end up with like a lot of like trapped air air pollutants like lo- at the lo- at the, the, the ground level. Um Oh, so we want climate change. We want we, we want we, we, the old global warming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's a it's like this this gets into like atmospheric science. I'm not an atmospheric scientist, um, but there's something called like an inversion, where basically you know like there's a temperature difference, like in the upper atmosphere and like the ground level atmosphere. So it traps like pollutants. So even if we even if the wildfire smoke wasn't a thing, mm-hmm. like you know, just it being warm like on a summer day, that can sometimes trigger yeah. one of these like. Oh yeah, I mean the, 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 yeah, the air is definitely worse all summer yeah, long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's not just because like we're trying to be like Los Angeles and Southern California. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that new new Buffalo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like so, like the like uh, you can you know, make like a DIY air filter with a uh, I've got the 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 thing here. It's like a MERV thirteen or FPR ten or MPR nineteen hundred filters. So, like those are all different like types of like air filters. Basically, it's like a very strong like furnace filter. Uh, you pair that with like a box fan with a bungee or some duct tape, and you know, uh, you know, make sure that the arrow is pointing towards the direction of the the box fan, like the the air airflow. Otherwise, it, it you're not doing anything, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, yeah, and then you pair that with like a clean room. So like we're you know kind of in, like in a the studio space. You know, you just like you uh, put like a uh, 
uh, buffer like at the around the, the edges of the the door there, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, you know like that creates like a quote unquote like clean room. Um, so you just filter the air within this space. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, like you can also think about like wearing goggles if you're outside, you know, that, that might help. Um, but the, like I said, the biggest thing is like, we need to like be organizing, you know, around this, um, wildfire smoke is actually worse for us than industrial smoke. Uh, you know, like it's, it might smell like a nice campfire or it might smell like plastic Mm -hmm. because, uh, like there's actually some like neat. That's some interesting chemistry. Again, not an atmospheric scientist or chemical scientist or anything, but there's some chemistry that happens with UV radiation and uh, like the smoke as it's traveling over these hundreds and thousands of miles, uh, it's picking up pollutants. The smoke is kind of sticky. So those pollutants are get like those industrial pollutants are getting stuck to it. And the UV radiation is interacting with all that. So it's creating like uh, volatile organic compounds, you know, so like, you know, I, I smelled this the, the campfire. I've heard people say like it also smells like plastic. Is this know? like is this like if you taste soap? What what is that? What is that? Cilantro. Right. Cilantro. Yeah. Is yeah. this like cilantro? Like it's like either be. soap or you know a delicious thing to put yeah. on your yeah. Fritos. Except this will kill you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like the benzene is like one of the VOCs that gets created like with this like uh, it, this chemistry. So you know like if if Tonawanda Coke, you know, you thought that was like real bad for us. Like this wildfire smoke, similarly, is also very bad for us. So, yep, yeah. we should just sue Quebec. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just sue them into the ground. Yeah, I I was walking around the neighborhood yesterday, and uh, somebody was having a fire, a backyard mm-hmm. fire. Mm-hmm. I could smell that, but it smelled like they were burning leaves, mm-hmm. not not just wood. Because like it, that definitely has a that more dis- distinct smell. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking like like you know. We all know this country peaked in 1957. And <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Depends uh, who you ask. Right, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Right, well, I mean, like, you know, there's like at least like 40% of the people who believe that like 1957 was like the best right, year that's yeah, ever happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, so why should we burn our garbage anymore then? <laughs> um, actually, well, you know, up until like, uh, you know, the 1930s, 1940s, that was like how humans dealt with gar- garbage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, we started, you know, using plastics everywhere and we started using these chemicals everywhere. Um, you know, it's like, you know, like, I I think like one of the reasons like there's, we have so many pollutants from that, that era of like the 50s, 60s, you know, before the EPA and before the Clean Water Act, Clean Air Act. It's just Famous environmentalist Nixon. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So we were, you know, just practicing the same practices that humans have done for millennia. It's just, we kind of fucked it up, you Mm -hmm. know, like we we started like, you know, like, you know, we, we all of a sudden we're adding in like lead, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, like although lead's been around since like what Roman times, like right. you know, like, we should they, add they were, more. They were all they were all poisoning themselves, like you know, mm-hmm. with like the pipes. Then it's, it's one of the most the delicious now. metals. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, like so we we started like burning plastics and you know like in these incinerators and in our like backyard garbage. No, it doesn't. It sticks around. You yeah, know? like you know, uh, you know, PFAS. You know, kind of got its start like in our region. You know, mm-hmm. like, and we're gonna be. That's gonna be something we're all gonna be stuck with for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. And I love that for us. <laughs> we all have our like lasting impacts. You know, yeah. we all have yeah. asthma. I I grew. I had asthma when I was a kid. I, I might have grown out of it, but I still get like when I get sick. Mm-hmm. Sick. Like, yeah, no asthma. It's the first thing to trigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just fascinating, like how many people in in Buffalo and Western New York like are just major asthmatics. My yeah. girlfriend is, yeah, you know, really bad. Yeah, huge cancer rates too. Yes, yeah, yeah. But um, you know that that does bring like another point is like we really need to be strengthening like mutual aid uh, response and like uh, like emergency preparedness like regionally. 
um, you know, like those with like uh, you know, underlying health conditions and those who are living outside, you know, like they're the ones who are most at risk during like these wildfire events and these other like mm-hmm. uh, like major environmental like air conditions. Um, so, you know, like we, we talked about like the housing crisis for a minute right. there. Like like one of the ways we can respond to this wildfire smoke is, again, like build equitable quality, good housing for everybody. Right. So that, like nobody's like stuck outside in a tent, you know, like trying to survive all this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things we could be doing. Right. Um, I would love to see like in Buffalo, a shift uh, for our block clubs from like neighborhood watch to like emergency preparedness. You know, like, like if you want to register a block club in Buffalo, you got to register as a neighborhood watch, which is kind of messed up, um, you know, versus like, you know, it, we could be like, you know, getting like all these block clubs, like uh, set up as citizen emergency response teams, like with mm. FEMA, mm-hmm. you know, they're like getting like, you know, basic preparedness, like all throughout, like as a, as a practice, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as that billboard on the 190 says, if, if you can plan for a birthday party, right. you, you can plan for a natural disaster. Exactly. Which is it's yeah. really just telling everybody that the mayor doesn't know how to plan a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so as as um, as Clean Air Coalition moves forward, Bridge, what are what are some of the big uh, big things on the horizon here? Yeah, yeah. Coming back to like, yeah, you know, what are our campaigns? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I organize with folks in Tonawanda. Yes. Um. I yeah. Like there are two big campaigns that we we have like right now. One of them is the Tonawanda Tomorrow Team. So that's like working to like implement the Tonawanda Tomorrow Plan from like about five years ago. Yeah. Uh, and keeping track on that. Uh, there's a, a few things coming up. Uh, I would encourage you folks to visit our website, cacwmy.org, uh, and check out our blog. It's on there because I, I wrote like a very like long and like, you know, great. I, I thought it was a great like blog I, I read it. No, yeah, I, I thought it was yeah, a great post yeah, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the currently the town is undergoing a, a townwide rezoning. This is the first time in 50 years the town has done this. Um, the co- comment period right now is scheduled to end August 31st. That's probably going to be extended but you know like yeah i would encourage you to get your comments in sooner rather than later um uh there's going to be a town hosted virtual public meeting on july 25th uh we'll have info on that in our blog as well um they just posted like today on the town's website on the 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 rezoning page like that that link will be available on this page so you know like you but mark off uh 6 p.m july 25th you know hop on your zoom and like you'll come check this out uh, and we're going to be doing canvases uh, throughout the Tonawandas, like not just town Tonawanda, but like all throughout our area, uh, you know, just to get folks more involved in like the, this rezoning process, you know, because like the, the rezoning in the town Tonawanda, that's going to affect like surrounding areas too. Um, there's also the eminent domain fight for Huntley, like the town just won their court case on that. Um, so like now that we've, you know, have a clearer idea of like what's going on with that site, uh, we're going to be fighting, you know, for like anti-displacement measures for like folks who like already like live in that that region mm-hmm. or, or that corridor mm-hmm. um and like also like really pushing like uh, nrg to like you know start to like m- take faster action to clean up the ash ponds you know mm-hmm. which like they're like literally like you know yards away from from the niagara river um we really need to get those you know like the cleanup of those like underway um and like right now uh through july 17th it's also in that blog post uh, the EPA is spons- is like you know pushing some like new reforms you know which would strengthen like the cleanup of ash ponds nationally. So again, like visit that like blog post, find mm-hmm. the link. Uh, Earth Justice has a petition up you know to like you know a letter campaign. You can send a letter to the EPA in favor of those. I, I didn't even know ash ponds were a thing. Like right. I, yeah. I I mean I sort of I, I get the idea, but like specifically like how bad is like when you say ash pond, just 
if you go in a little bit more yeah, detail. Yeah. So first, explain like what the heck a Nash pond is. Right. Because um, as far as it, it's, it's yeah. I, I think it's like a, a solo cup with water, and I use my right. cigarette over the yeah, top yeah, of it. Yeah. <laughs> Very similar, but like scaled up. <laughs> so basically, like you, you had these like big, um, you know, coal burning facilities. You know, like Huntley like ran uh, on coal. Um, when you burn coal, you get these byproducts, you know, like the, this, this coal ash, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's full of like all sorts of like really fun, you know, chemicals, all and, the good you know, stuff yeah, is in the there. Great, great, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, nowadays, like, you know, like they, like there are recycling methods, you know, for, for use of this, these, these coal, pon- these, the, the, this coal ash. Um, and like a lot of companies now are like looking at these, like, uh, you know, closed facilities, like we'll take, we'll buy that coal, that, that coal ash off of you make like, uh, you know, bricks and things like that. But uh, up until like you know that that's only like last like ten years like that's really become a thing. You know, you used to just like pile it, you know, this coal ash like into these like you know like these uh, line. Well, they they were originally unlined. You know, now now they're they required to be lined. You know, pits. Um, but you know, it's like I think uh, as far if I recall correctly, after I'd have to like look it up to be certain. I think Huntley is unlined. You know, it's it's, it's like a century old like you know coal pond. Oh god. Um, you know, so it's like you know they they would just dump it in there. They did do a good job of keeping it contained, you know, Mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, like that's, that's rare, you know, compared to like some other, other places. Um, but yeah, so you have this, like, you know, these, these contaminants just like in this, like, uh, this, this hole in the ground, you know, you put water on top of it to keep it from like blowing around. Uh, and yeah, then you're, you just, you, you, you have this, like, you know, like this pot, this, this puddle of just disgusting materials you can't touch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's actually, there's been some like really devastating spills, you know, um, Duke Energy had like a really bad spill, I think 2017, you know, or 2015, which led to a lot of the, uh, reforms the EPA is now pushing, uh, where like these, you know, like the, the dam would break, you know, and like, it just like, it's, it's one of the biggest environmental disasters, you know, Mm in the last like 20 years is this, this coal ash spill. Um, but there's this, you know, it's, it's bad, you know, and like, these are everywhere, you know, um, but yeah, we'd like to see energy, like prevent that from happening and get that cleaned up. Surprising that happened from by famous environmental steward, Duke energy. Right. Right. It's so funny. Just in general, like a a lot of the environmental stuff, I think that people put it in its own little container in their Mm -hmm. brains and they're like, okay, environmental stuff. And then, but here's the real stuff. Here's the real political stuff. And it's like, no, this affects how you, you know, you breathe and you drink water and you know, this is like actual, like related to your quality of life as you know it. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, like, like I said, like, uh, um, let me just, hang on. We're getting rid of the ash ponds, hopefully, or trying to anyway. Yeah. Um, that comes back to like the political, like, you know, point that I had earlier. It's like, I'm less concerned with like the politicians as I am like, like the policy, you know, Mm -hmm. that like we need, you know, like we, we, it'd be great if we had some champions, like who are really like, you know, ahead of us on this, that, that like, um, cleaning up contamination is like their policy thing that they're going to work on. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, like that's what I would say on that point. Um, I would say like uh, so we have the other one of the other teams I'm working with is the River Road Watchdogs. You know, so like it's keeping an eye on like the the uh, industry that's still there. Working with like you know like labor partners there to make sure that like things are being ch- kept like you know like up to up to snuff. Um, and it's also like you know keeping an eye on those cleanup processes. So uh, one of the big wins with the closure of Tonawanda Coke was the formation of the Tonawanda Coke Working Group. Um, which, yeah, we meet like every other month or so uh, with uh, the D- the Department of Environmental Conservation, um, like representatives from Honeywell, representatives from uh, like the site owner. And you know, just get kind of like a check in of like what's going on with the cleanup, making sure that this is like actually like proceeding as as like planned. Um, 
And yeah, so uh, you know, we're we're hoping to like start having like quarterly meetings, like later this fall, maybe like you know in, into the winter, uh, of just like checking in with folks about like yeah, you know, like how what the progress is at Tondawanda Coke, what the progress is at Huntley, you know, making mm. you know showing that like what the uh, you know with like some like folks from DEC possibly, uh, just to give folks like some like you know uh, you know like some some information on like what's going on with the cleanup. Um, yeah, so that's 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 the long and the short with Tonawanda. Um, I also work with residents in North Tonawanda around the cryptocurrency mining, you know, like mm, thing. Oh yeah, which you know, it's it's less of a, a deal like today, um, you know, that it was like two years ago. Right. There was there was a minute there where folks are really actually very concerned that Huntley would get like plugged back in, you know, to be used for Bitcoin mining. We're back. Yeah, yeah there was there was there was a minute there. It's mm. it's, um, but you know, nowadays like crypto's kind of collapsing um this would be actually something that the feds are actually like really doing a good job with is like the uh securities like you know commission um Mm -hmm. you know like like they're they're basically they're fucking with the money you know like and um so sec is not happy about that so um i think like crypto you know like mining isn't going to be as big of a worry like 10 years from now you know as it is right now uh but we still need to stay on top of it uh you know and like so we've been working with residents uh, in North Tonawanda, who lived near the old Fortistar gas-fired peaker plant, which, you know, it's like a, a plant you would, like, plug in when the, the grid was under strain. Um, you know, like, a Bitcoin company called DigiHost bought that place and, you know, is, like, working to, like, you, is using that for, for Bitcoin mining. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're working with, like, some state partners, you know, and, like, the residents to, like, you know, try and rein that in. So You got, you got a lot of people in Tonawanda who'd be upset. They're taking away their pistachio and a- ash ice cream from Mississippi Muds. <laughs> you know, like, I, I got to tell you, Bridge, there's, they, they love it up there. They love that, yeah, that and, trash. Yeah, and the North Tonawanda Lumberjacks famously loved their Bitcoin. Yes, and, and yes. <laughs> cryptocurrency. They can't get enough of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the, the, the funniest things, like, like, any conversation they have with that is generally, like, what the heck is cryptocurrency? Like, why do I have to care about this? You know? And um, so it like the long and the short of the explanation that I give is like, you don't need to worry about like any of like the hash rate, you know, or any like, like the, like the buzzwords that they're throwing at you. They're just talking about like computers that they're plugging into like old power plants and running like these computers constantly to do like random number generation. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the long and the short of what they're talking about. And it's it's a waste of energy. It's a waste of resources. It's making us all sick. You know, like right. you know, like let's like rein that in. So right, yeah. I mean, because like, my experience with North Tonawanda is the that like ninety percent of the residents are just like waiting to get drunk at Canal Fest, and that's like that's their entire year. So like I can't mm-hmm. imagine that that they're they're really like you educating them to like worry about like something is is probably pretty helpful because not generally something that pulls up on their radar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with. The, the, I would say, like, climate change is starting to affect us all. So, like, yeah. everybody is, like, you know, more open to those conversations. Like, um, you know, like, uh, we would, like, you know, when when we were started, you know, like, you know, like, there, there were a lot of things, a lot of other things that people were worried about it in, like, the, the 2005-ish, you know, mm-hmm. era. Like, we were still in Iraq. Like, there was, like, a lot of things that were still, like, you know, like, prominent in people's minds. Um but, you know, like, people were aware, like, okay, this is affecting me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the Tonawanda Coke, like, the smoke from this is ma- is making me sick. Um, so it's, you know, like, that's one of the things, like, I think progressives need to, like, work on is, like, articulating, like, that personal connection, mm-hmm. you know, that, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, there's, you know, you have to worry about, you know, like, w- if you're worried about, like, putting food on the table, like, you know, if I come to you and I say, like, we need to fight climate change, you know, it's like, you 
there's not necessarily going to be that connection. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead and fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I say to you, climate change is like one of the reasons food is so expensive now, you know, that mm-hmm. like, you know, like we, there's like a big risk of like right now, like the Midwest is like, you know, in the middle of like a real bad drought. Mm-hmm. Um, you add that to like, you know, like the other, like, uh, you know, the food crops, like there are diminishing like worldwide, you know, because of climate change, that might be more of a conversation you're willing to have with me. It's like, well, how can we fix that? What can we do, you know, like locally to you know, grow our own food, you know, like and like try and address those like, you know, issues. Like, how do we stop like farms, you know, in you know, Clarence from being sold to developers to build like McMansions when we could be using those farms to, I don't know, like grow potatoes, you know, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Or if you just come to me and say, bro, you've been huffing straight benzene for right. like a right. solid three, four decades. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, how did you know? Yeah. <laughs> Where can I get a hold of some of that? Yeah. 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 Jeez. Well, Bridge, thanks for joining us. If uh, for the listeners. Right. Uh, all right. So the so, website. Oh, go um, ahead. So, well, the other, other th- oh, sorry. thing that I'm I should so plug. Sorry. Um, plug so, it. So the other campaigns we, like I mentioned, like we work with residents in Delvin Grider. Um, there is a meeting coming up uh, July 12th. I don't know if this will be out before or after that. Um, but uh, there's a, this will be, it's going to be monthly every second Wednesday going forward. Uh, this is going to be hosted by New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, and it'll be an opportunity for folks like on the like uh, in the uh, in East Buffalo uh, to raise questions, you know, and like you know, uh, talk to public officials more directly about uh, like what's going on. So this next this first meeting is going to be Wednesday, uh, July twelfth at six p.m. Uh, at the Buffalo Science Museum. Um, there's, you know, like I would also add, like the other campaigns we're working on, um, we work with with still residents around uh, Seneca Seneca Babcock mm-hmm. around the old like, um, uh, you know, like a uh, Bataglia demolition there. Yes. Um. So that that's that fight. Yeah. You know, like that's that, a big one too. Yeah. Like I, I read the campaign uh, yeah. description on that. Like that is a big ongoing fight that's going to be going for years. Right. Yeah. Like you know the the place the place is shut down. Like the site is getting cleaned up. Um. If you were driving on the thruway, you you remember like last year you saw like that big hulking like mess that was there. Yep. Uh. But you know it's it's like that's been removed. There's still like a lot of legal fights you know to to go. Um. And that legal cost isn't free. So if you want to donate <laughs> at cacwny.org/donate, um. Yeah. Like that'll help us like keep that fight going. Um, there's also a new campaign in Lovejoy uh, around a tire shredding facility. Uh, so if you uh, live in like the Lovejoy area and you want to get involved with that, um, I can you know, we can get you connected with the organizer around that. Um, and for general membership, uh, we are going to be distributing. We have this Purple Air project uh, with uh, New York State DEC. Uh, where we're going to be distributing a, a, a network of purple air monitors. Uh, these are like you know household uh, air monitors uh, that plug into this uh, like this uh, online network. If you like look up like purpleair.com, you know, you can find the, the map of like all these different like monitors. And we're using it as like a real like as an opportunity to like engage the public around air quality. Um, you know, get like get some build up our membership a little bit. You know, coming out of COVID, like everybody is like you know kind of like you know, doing, doing a reset and like re- mm-hmm. restarting the membership. Um, so we're, we're going to use this as an engagement opportunity to like, you know, educate folks and build up our base. Um, and we have uh, monthly like third Thursday events uh, this month uh, coming up. I think that's uh, July 20th um, is our, uh, you know, first is our next. Um, uh, yeah. July 20th. Uh, this will be our next like general meeting. Uh, we do this every other month. Um, so, you know, 530 hybrid, uh, you know, at uh, our office at 371 Delaware uh, in Buffalo, uh, or you, know, you can join us online on our website. Um, 
or the opposite months, we do a power building movement mixer, you know, like, like power, you know, is built by, you know, relationship building. Uh, so we have the, it's basically a happy hour. Um, but now um, you're speaking my language. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be the next one of those will be August 17th location to be announced. We have to figure that out. Uh, but we do this, we rotate between the two. So a general meeting this month, happy hour next month, you know, and then the journal meeting after that. Uh, and that's every third Thursday. So Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, and if if you want to be found on the internet or if you want clean air to be found, in it, where, where I know the website, obviously, but right. uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of that? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's usually just at C-A-C-W-M-Y. Uh, you know, or at Clean Air West WMY um, is our, our, our handles. Um, we're so, we're on Twitter still. I don't know how much longer we'll be on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> we're not a fan of Elon Musk to begin with. Um, but we, you know, we're, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, probably soon to be on Threads. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, uh, I I can be reached uh, like at bridge at C-A-C-W-M-Y dot org. Uh, and again, I would just plug like, you know, donate to us, cacwmy.org slash donate. Um, if you like our, uh, if you live within our membership area and you make a donation of like any amount, you automatically become a member. So uh, please, you know, like I would encourage you to join us. Um, and I can also be found on LinkedIn, Twitter and threads uh, at a bridge in BL, BFLO or avowed uh, underscore Waltonist, you know, are my two <laughs> handles. So. How is, I haven't used threads. Is it, what's the experience on that? You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's all like, yeah, I'm not, it, it, Meta already has all my data. So, you yeah. know, I'm not too concerned about like, you know, like, uh, you know, privacy stuff, but you know, it's, it is, there is, there are privacy concerns. Um, but you know, it's, it's fine. The, the, a lot of the, the workers who are at, at, at Twitter, like when they all got laid off by, by Elon, but like during the early days, yeah. they, they went over to Meta. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's, oh. it's like, it's basically the same as like old school Twitter. Um, Feels but, like a more sanitized Twitter. Right, right. Which takes know, out a lot of the fun of Twitter, but. <laughs> I, I would keep an eye on like, like the, they have you like automatically follow what's trending, you know, like, um. you know, in your feed, they feed, like they, they give you a lot of like, you know, just like things you're not following, which I can see like the alt-right, like really quickly you know using that to you know like you know put start pushing like some uh like some far-right messaging yeah i think a lot of them have like moved to to trump's you know like uh like platform. truth social right. or whatever yeah, that one that one but there's still like you know like facebook has always been like a bit of a cesspool you know yeah. i think you'll start to see some of that cesspool like you know in threads uh but you know it's you know at least like the the ceo isn't like you know straight up like reposting you know like you know uh anti-semitic Nazi stuff memes. Right, yeah. memes and things like that so you know it's <laughs> you know it, it the bar is so low <laughs> like uh it's it like threads you know it if threads is just basically functional you know and uh you know you you're not you know it's not owned by a, like a, a like a upfront Nazi, right. you know. Right. And it's secret Nazi. All right, secret Nazi still not great, not but, great. You know, but yeah, you know what? You know. Well, thanks for joining us uh, here at the Square Bridge, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds yeah, good. Thanks. Right. With Let's Go Pills, I wanted to make a beer that was similar to the beers I grew up drinking in in the tailgate. And I wanted a clear American lager that was crisp and and just really sharp. 
It, it takes the classic American lager and, it, and we, we showcase craft ingredients made by locals, made by fans, uh, to be shared by fans. Bring community to all that you do and good things happen.